Welcome back to Guarding Talk, back on 2NURFM for another week. And Judy Sharp, back with us again. This is three weeks in a row. I know. I'm getting a bit boring, aren't I, now? Three weeks. Three weeks, well. I mean, not. I'm not bored, but maybe you are or the listeners are. Well, I'm not bored. I'm sure the listeners aren't bored. Oh, that's good. You're in good, good hands. Good Judy. hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, having you, I'm really lucky. Judy, what have you got for us today? Well... Some good news. The Bonsai Society are having their annual show, yep. so I've got some details about that. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of um, work we need to do um, with our gardens at the moment, with mulching, etc., yep. uh, particularly um, with water restrictions. And, uh, um, you know, yeah, got a lot to talk about when we get there. Excellent. Did you survive the wind over the weekend? I was at work. <laughs> I got a shock when I looked in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Richard from Awaba, and he's got a question about Vegemite mix and Malathion. Oh, it's growing tomatoes, aren't you, Richard? Nah, citrus fruit trees, yeah. Oh, gosh, that's going to be difficult. <laughs> the trunks are a bit big, aren't they, to paint with that? Uh, put a stake. Uh, put, uh, they're only small at the moment. I've only just sort of planned them in the last... Say three or four months. Oh right, okay, yeah. But, but I, I put, uh, they've got plenty of new growth and all that. And I put a garden stake in and um, mixed it up and just painted the garden stake and just stuck it beside it. I'm just wondering how often do I have to recoat it because it looks like it's just soaked into the timber. Oh look, you'll find that um, if there were any fruit fly in the area, uh, the female probably would have tried to eat the Vegemite pretty quickly. It's the Vegemite that attracts them, yeah. Um, And, you know, I mean, if you think... You know, it won't hurt to do it again, that's for sure. Yeah. The um, the marathon I got had white oil in it. Is that going to affect it at all? Uh, It was was like a... I thought marathon was spelled M-A-L-A-T-H-O-N, but this was A-T-H-I-O-N. Malathion. Yeah, look, um, the difference is when it's mixed up with white oil, it has, um, if you look on the packet, I think there's only about 100 um, uh, grams of malathion in the whole bottle um, because Uh, the white oil's more important. So you would find if you just get malathion on its own, it'll be stronger. I got it from didn't have that, and that was all I had, and I thought, oh, I'll get that. Well, better than nothing, isn't it? Better than nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, Richard, the ideal thing is, you know, with citrus trees, although that works because yours are only little, is to hang the traps or the baits in them. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, once they start getting a bit of size on them, you know, that's the quickest way to go. Okay, good luck with it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Bye. Thank you, bye. Uh, we've got Ian now from Bunkeray, and he wants to know when can you harvest seeds from wattle trees? Hello, Ian. Hi, Judy. Just let me put the crowbar down. <laughs> I'm just out in a paddock, big rocking river. Oh, right, right. A bit of fun. Um, yeah, I planted maybe a thousand trees in in this area we've got 454 acres um there may be two or three hundred uh, floribunda and they're flowered and now there's there's like gazillions of seeds on them right and and i thought i'd have a go at propagating them myself this year um when can i 
uh, remove them from the trees. Well, now they would have um, obviously they've finished flowering and the seeds yep. are formed, uh, and they would be starting to get very dry. I would imagine. So I'd I'd harvest them now. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you know you've got you've, sounds like you've got plenty of seeds, so you know you oh. can try to um, ha, you know plant them now or uh, leave them a little longer or leave them even a little bit longer. You know I'd experiment a little with, bit with them. Yeah, I've got I've got so many seeds I could probably set up a nursery and <laughs> <laughs> compete with you. <laughs> well, you can certainly um, certainly experiment. That's for sure. It'd be interesting oh. to hear how you go. Right, so so take them off the trees. Do I need to put them in boiling water or almost boiling water? Oh, no, I wouldn't. No, no. Just let them dry out. Right. Yeah. Just let them dry out and then just plant them straight in the ground. Is uh, that possible? No, I, uh, I wouldn't be inclined to do that. I think I'd get some seed-raising mix, right, which you can get, and uh, put them into small pots. Because I've, got tube, I've got tube stock just ones I've used because I've all my every, everything I've planted here is, is tube stock, either oh, from right. Riverdean or. Oh, so you've port, got you've got the quarry. tubes, yeah? Okay, I've well that's. I've got a thousand of them. <laughs> oh well, that's ideal to plant the seeds in. Yeah. Yeah, but you know I would use seed raising mix in there. Okay, so go to Bunnings and get some seed raised. Do you sell? Do you sell that? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay, and um, but let them dry out. So for how long? Remove them from the tree. How long do I let them dry? Well, look, you know, that's, I think, because you've got so many, you can experiment. Right, um, OK. Yeah, and just, uh, you know, do some initially. Uh, when you um, cut them off, of course, you'll feel that whether or not the the um, the seed is actually ready to open and then wait a couple of weeks and another couple of weeks. OK. And plant the whole pod in the, in the tube? No, leave it and let the pod open. Oh, okay, good, right. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then one seed per per tube. Oh, I think so. Oh, look, if you've got that many seeds, you can put a, more than one in, can't you? <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks for that. That's last okay. question: Do I dry them in the sun or in the shade? Oh, it wouldn't really matter. I mean, if they're okay. on the tree, they're drying, aren't they? And you yep. might find, in fact, if you leave some seeds on the tree, uh, that they will fall and you get little wattle trees coming up underneath anyway. Yeah, well, the birds are already showing interest in them. Oh, are they? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the parrot family, yeah, the crimson and the eastern rosellas are, are hovering around. Oh, well, you're being so. kind. You're um, looking after our native bird life. Well, and the bees. Everything's uh, our lemma, everything's buzzing here at the moment. It's the birds and the bees. The eastern spinebills. Um, we've even got new. We've got a, fl- a flock of um, New Holland honey eaters here now. Oh, that's. Can I just ask? I mean, I should know. Where's Monkarai? So you go up, go travel up the M1, turn left along Bucket's Way, go through Stroud, and then and then five minutes out, ten minutes out of Stroud, turn left and go as if you're going to Riverwood Downs. Oh right, yes, I know where it and is then, now. Yeah, and then just keep going. We're on we're on the upper reaches of the Karoo River, sort of like almost at the end. Right, right. And yeah. so you've got plenty of water there, obviously, for a property mm-hmm. that size. No, we've got no. the we've been we've been grain feeding for for the last two and two and a half months uh, because we've, the stock have got water, but. The ground is, you know, dry, and there's, the grass is very, you know, oh, bugger all rain, really. So you're hand so. feeding. 
We've been, yeah, we bought, it's probably cost us 30000 so far. Oh. We bought grain feeders and, you know, and then, and then you know, from $2,100 worth of grain from Norco each week. Oh, well, and look, um, you know, I'm sure that everyone at the moment is, um, you know, feeling really sad about you guys out on the land and uh, hopefully, um, you know, it changes quickly and we get some real downpours. But you don't want downpours, you just want soaking, you know, to soak into the soil, don't you? Oh, listen, um, Judy, I'll take anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll do, I'll do a rain dance. I might show Greg now what to do and we, we'll do one together. So we might bring you some luck, Ian. Uh, well, I could because I came here. I had an accounting practice in North Sydney for 43 years. So I came here to, you know, be a, you know, a farmer, a, you know, successful farmer. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're finding out it's really, really hard work, yeah. Well, I, I've, I've stopped crying at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's lovely, Ian. You can still laugh and smile, darling, and yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. really glad to hear that. So yeah. um, perhaps you might give us a call down the trap and uh, track and let us know how you're progressing um, if you get rain and how you go with those seeds. If I'm super successful, I can always wholesale to you, Judy. Oh, you could at too, a, Ian. At a very reasonable price. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait till I hear from you, Ian. Thank you yeah. for the call. Yeah, cheers, Judy. Thanks Bye. for the advice. Bye. Bye. So we've got Barry from Caves Beach, and he's got some wind and sun damaged tomato plants. Oh, Barry, Caves Beach, I'm not surprised you would have been feeling the wind. Well, we felt the wind all right, Judy. <laughs> and what happened... With the sun, severe sun and the wind, my tomato plants, which have got a hell of a lot of fruit on them and uh, flowers, the leaves got burnt. Do I cut them off? Uh, Have you got any that aren't burnt? Yes, plenty that aren't burnt, but a lot that are. Yeah, well, I don't think it'll hurt to cut those leaves off as long as you've got some, you know, left to support the plants. Yes. And the fruit, yeah. Um, look, you nearly, even at the nursery, I worked on Saturday and I just watered all day and it was no matter how much water you, if you had been able to water all day, which you're not. Um, yeah, well, I've got a 5,000 litre tank. Oh, have you? Oh, well, that's good, yeah, yeah. So I can water all day. All day, yeah. But, you know, it still didn't make much difference, did it? Didn't it didn't make no, any difference not at, at all, all. No, no. I'd go out and plants were just wilted and, um, in fact, I took um, some petunias in flower in and I... Uh, soaked them in the kitchen sink <laughs> filled the sink up and soaked them, that was the only way I helped them survive So Yeah well the tomato plants are up to about 5 foot tall Oh well you're doing well you don't want to lose them now but No I don't No, uh, You had them well tied up? Yes uh, but they got blown over before I really tied them up Oh right right yeah. I put stakes in and tied the plant to the stakes. Yeah, don't you put the stake in when you first plant? No, I've got uh, some stakes in, but it even blew them over. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Well, you were probably really in the line of fire at Caves Beach as I was at Bar Beach. Yes. (laughs) It was unbelievable, wasn't it? Yes, it was unbelievable. Yeah, no, look, I'd take off as many as uh, you think, you know. I mean, at 
the plant will be struggling to to keep those leaves alive, so you may as well let the plant put it into the, the better leaves. Better leaves. Yep. Okie doke. Right, thanks very much, Jodie. That's okay, you're welcome, Barry. Bye. And we've got Dawn from Katara, and she's got a question about seeds. Good afternoon, Dawn. Hello, Judy. How are you? I'm fighting fit today. Uh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> you should be too. <laughs> well, you've got to be, um, you know. <laughs> you've got to be. Um, I rang about weeds last time, about cooch, and you were quite rude to me. <laughs> but I'm now ringing about seeds. <laughs> oh, did, what did I tell you? You had to get down and dig it out, did I? Yeah, yes, get down and stop being lazy and oh. pull them out. <laughs> Something like that. Did I That's really? Right, it's a wonder though. they didn't give me the sack for that. <laughs> oh, no, no, well, there you go. Now, so listen, Judy, someone has given me, a friend has given me a collection of seeds from treasures. Um, you know, the lovely wild freesias that you have. And yes, they, they yeah. came out with a with a seed pod. And when she breaks them up and there's all these little seeds in it, she's given me a whole bowl of them, which I would like to plant at some time. But should I put them in uh, a seed-raising mix now and start to grow them, do you think, or just throw them on a lawn somewhere when the time uh, comes? No, probably put them in the seed-raising mix because, remember, you'll actually be planting them, uh, you know, about April, May. Yes, and that, yes, that I won't, see. Yeah, that won't be long, long away. And of course, those seeds should form a bulb. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. and might come up a little bit. Yes. Yeah, I don't want to do the wrong thing with them because it's nice to have and nice to broadcast somewhere. Yes, definitely. And uh, you know, they probably they'll naturalise if you put them in the garden. You know, you notice um, d- uh, daffodils often come up through the grass. Yes, yeah. yes. But, you know, if you've got a nice whole lot, I would uh, experiment a little bit. Put some in now and let some stay a little while. Yes, okay, then. I'll try both. Okay. All right, then. And then the other thing is I heard a gentleman talking about all the bees at his place. Uh, everyone has bees at the moment, which is lovely. But on Saturday when it was so hot and dry and windy, I put a saucer of water, and I'd read that if you put a bit of honey in it, it attracts them. I put a saucer of water out under my olive tree, which has got a lot of uh, flowers on it and a lot of bees, and they just loved it. They came down and drank from it, and, and but I had to, I put a peg in the water so that they could, they stood on that and leaned down and got the water. So I think anyone who has a garden and is a keen gardener, they should put a little bit of water out for the bees. Yes, that's they right. Love it. Yeah, and yeah. you know, a lot of people um, say they'll go into the bird baths too. Yeah, well, they, I've got a bird bath, fortunately, with weed in it, because if it didn't have the weed, they wouldn't be able to get out. They'd drown like swing pools. <laughs> but I think we it, don't want you've that got to, to give them the means to get out. Yes, and so you were very inventive and put a stick in the middle. Yeah, a I peg. put a peg, actually, a, peg. a clothes peg. A clothes peg. And as peg. soon as they saw it, they came over and stood on the clothes peg and got down and drank. They had their bags full of pollen, so that was really good. Yeah. Um, but... And, and I'm really interested in them now. I love bees. Anyway, and they say once the bees go, we've had it. So I think we should look after them. Yes, I'm always surprised, you know, um, at uh, our new spot in Bar Beach. Our courtyard is concrete. And the minute mm. I get in stock uh, lavender and yes. perennial basil with flowers on the top, I'm surprised where the bees come from. 
yeah. or how they yeah. know to come because uh, where the nursery is, uh, there are a lot of smaller houses that don't have real big gardens. So no, they no. must be coming for miles when they yeah. get the scent. I don't know how they do it. How well, they, they know. Scent the, they smell the, se- the honeyed water. Yes, I don't right. know how, but I had read that. Oh, well, good. So I just have to remember to fill the water thing up every day now. But they're also... Um, Oh, what were you saying about? They love Gowra, you know, the butterfly, butterfly bush. Oh, they do, don't they, Dawn? They, they do. love it. Yeah. 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 So anyone who thinks they want to save the world with save the bees and save themselves, they better put water out. <laughs> now, Dawn, I'm going to have to talk to you at some stage about that cooch. I've just realised who you are. Oh, no. You do. <laughs> you cheeky girl. I am cheeky. <laughs> you are cheeky, and I don't think I would have ever been rude to you. <laughs> you told my news anyway, haven't you? I, I have, but we're on radio now, so you best not no, tell won't me that. talk about it. Don't no. talk about the war. <laughs> All right, well, I'll see you soon anyway. I will be seeing you soon next Wednesday, uh, next Monday, I believe. Yes. Okay, yes. thank Looking you, Dawn. Looking forward to it. Looking Be forward good. to it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. It's nice you can work out your socials while you're on air as well at the same time, Judy. <laughs> but it did take me a long time to work out who it was, you know. I should have realised when she said I was rude to her. Yeah, that's right, because you're never rude to anyone. No, I'm not, am I? I'll discuss it with her on Monday when I slap her across the face. <laughs> We've got Jenny now from Charlestown, and she's got a question about her agapanthers aren't flowering. Hello, Jenny. How are you? I'm well, thanks, Judy. Thanks for taking my call. Now, what can I help you with? Um, I've, my agapanthers this year, I've only got, like, four buds on the whole row of agapanthers. Oh, and right. I've all- and I'm just wondering what I can do to help to change that. Probably it might be a little bit too late now. Um, what I generally say is when the agapanthus finish flowering and you cut them down, the old stems, that you should always feed them up with cow manure. Okay. Now, you could try giving them a little bit of cow manure, but um, obeying the water restrictions, water the cow manure in well. That could be the other thing. They could be looking for water at the moment. Okay. Mm. All right. I've just noticed around the suburbs that a lot of agapanthus that I see are not flowering as well, so I thought maybe it might be a climatic thing. I think it's probably our weather conditions, but, you know, do you have any sulphate of potash at home? Um, don't think so. I'll check. Yeah, yeah. well, that's wonderful to stimulate flowering. Okay, I'll try both those things. Thank you very much for your time. You're quite welcome, Jenny, and thank you for the call. All right, thank you. Thank you, dear. Bye. Bye. So we've got Chris from Jules, and she wants to know if she can cut back her jonquils once they're finished flowering. Oh, Chris... Good news or bad news, dear? Oh, no, it's great news. I had 17 dozen flowers this spring, which has been fantastic. Oh, lovely, lovely. And uh, they were across the front of my fence facing the lawn, like just beside your footpath, you know, and everyone has, you know, loved them. They said it's beautiful to see them. But, of course, now the stems are starting to sort of get a bit droopy. And should I cut them off or shall I just let them die down? No, you should let them die down. What happens, um, their, their last process now is uh, the bulbs will be creating protein, yes. which helps them 
reproduce and multiply for next year. I know they look always look a bit unsightly when they're dying down, but uh, it yes, definitely is. <laughs> and you know when they're dying down, you should give them a final feed. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. you feed bulbs three times. Once when they are planted, twice yes. when they emerge, and thirdly as they're dying down. Okay. Well, mm. What should I give them? What sort of thing? Oh, look, um, it depends. I've been using sea salt, but I don't know if that's good for bulbs. Well, sea salt promotes root growth. Um, rah, not really that good for bulbs, no. I wouldn't imagine. Um, you know, if you've got something, you haven't got some kind of um, uh, powdery fertiliser, have you, that you can... Well, my husband might have some down in the back of his shed. Yeah, yeah even, look, like even a little bit of manure or something. Okay. Yeah, Excellent. but you can buy bulb food, but yep. it's probably yep. a bit late for you to go and do that now. Um, but then again, you'll be able to reuse it next year. So just let them basically die down till they're really brown and yucky Definitely. Looking. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just right. Thank you very much for your help. I shall look forward to next year's growth. <laughs> okay. Thank, Thank you, you, Chris. Bye. 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 We've got Pauline now from Hawaii Point, and they've got a question about the avocado tree. Aha, uh-huh, Pauline. Aha, uh-huh, Judy, how are you? I'm very well. Have you got plenty to bring in here or something, have you? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I um, got a pip off a lady with a tiny little seed about six years ago. Yeah. You know, you know, off the pip, and I just dropped it into my little raised garden bed, and it's now, that was about six years ago, it's now about 15 feet tall and healthy and beautiful, right? Can I replant it? Because I think it's going to end up pushing my retain my wall down. It's in a raised garden bed. Yeah, but look, I think you should have done it earlier before we started oh. to get hot weather. Oh, no. Yeah, maybe you need to wait now until um, unless we get, you know, a week's rain or something. Um, yeah. I think it might be detrimental, but it hasn't fruited, has it? No, not yet. No. We had one at Merriweather at the old nursery and... Um, I watched it for 20 years and it never oh, fruited. No. And I've got to say, it was off with its head in the end. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe that might be why I... Yeah. So, oh, you know, well, they are yeah. slow They are slow to fruit unless they're grafted. When you're growing them from a seed, it takes oh. a lot longer. So I still might not get any fruit off it. Well, no, no, you may well. Um, it just depends how old you and I are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> but uh, no, look, I, right. I do think you've got to wait till we get some rain now to transplant it. Yeah, all right. Oh, and can you tell that other lady that was asking about the agapanthus? Oh, I've got oh, maybe 50 or 60 of them on my garden and they've just got the little bulb on the top ready to open and spurt out. Oh, all of yours are ready to flower, yeah. are they? Yep. Oh, she'll be sad if she's still listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Thank you, dear. Bye. It's Gardening Talk back on to when you are FM. We're just about out of time for another week, so we've got time for a few more callers. And we've got Pamela on line two from Summerland Points, and she wants to know what sprays to use on a mango tree. Oh, good afternoon, Pamela. What are you spraying for, firstly? Hello? 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 Yes, yes, yes. Yep, 
I can I can hear you. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yep. Um, it's just a mango tree that um, is just forming the tiny fruit now, and there is a spray we do spray it with. I just want to refresh my memory um, so that you know the the mangoes start to develop. Right. Okay. Do you get a black spot on your leaf? No, but um, I rang you know, your program oh, about two years ago and it would be your husband that advised me what to um, spray on there To uh, and he said to take a look, some of the fruit off and just have so many developed so they, and they developed into beautiful, about, you know, some beautiful fruit because we didn't, it wasn't overloaded. Right. Can you remember, would it have been something like copper oxychloride? Not Manco Z. Manco Zeb, yep, it could have been Manco Zeb. Yeah, that is it, is it? Yes, yeah, Ma- definitely. Manco Zeb, yeah. yep. What and it, it's a, yep, sorry. It, what it does, it prevents them getting something called anthracnose. Right, yep. And they did develop into beautiful fruit. So right. we're keeping it low, um, you know, so that we can reach the fruit. You know, it's only three years old. So it's, um, you know, it produces beautiful fruit. But I just wondered, was it uh, anything else we can spray it with or don't have to? No, you don't have to. No, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless, you know, fruit fly could be a problem, but then you'll have to hang baits in the tree. Okay, mm. and um, just about um, what to fertilise it with, not while it's forming the fruit, anything like um, the seaweed mixture or that? Oh, look, I don't think that's necessary. Okay. Um, uh, you know, it won't hurt you to even um, water some sulphate of potash around. Sulphate, yep. Mm, that, mm-hmm. that will improve your fruiting. And also help hold it on because when we get a windy day like we had on Saturday, I find the mangoes often drop their fruit. Okay, great. Okay, Okay. some great advice. Thank you very much for your help. Okay, bye now. Thank you, dear. Bye. Bye bye. Jesus, thank you. It's Guarding Talk back on 2NURI FM. Almost out of time for another week, Judy, but you mentioned something about bonsais a bit earlier. Oh, yes, it's the Bonsai Society's annual show coming up, and um, I'll mention it now, but we can again uh, give it a mention next week. Uh, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, 8th, 9th and 10th of November yep. at Charlestown Bowling Club. Now, it is a very, very nice exhibition to go and have a look at. Friday's from 1 to 5, Saturday 10 to 5, and Sunday 10 to 4. Now, I'm sorry the times do differ a little bit, um, but uh, we'll mention again next week so that uh, it gives everyone a chance to go and have a look. Excellent. Mm. I think we've got time for one more call. We've got David from Whitebridge, and he's got a problem with stink bugs on his cafe lime tree. Oh, 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 nasty things, David. Oh, they're horrible. And um, I was I was going to ask you what what is a good spray, but it's the tree is not far from my beehive, so I don't want to spray anything that's going to affect or kill my bees either. No, no, that's a bit of a problem. Um, yeah. But, you know, of course, whenever you do spray, you spray after the bees go to bed at night. Um, but, um, uh, you know, a lot of people actually, um, you know, ho- has have a container at the bottom of the tree and they hose them into the container. Right. So you could try that method. Yeah, 
Okay. Because I think, yeah. um, uh, you know, with your beehive that close, it might be a bit risky, dear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, you okay. know, just um, even get a... But you don't want them getting on you because, boy, they're nasty creatures, aren't they? Yeah, terrible things. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd try and yeah. either brush them down into a bucket or something or hose them down. All right. Okay, sorry, I can't okay, give you any more advice than that. No trouble, many thanks. Thank you, David. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Jeez, thanks. So, Judy, now before you do go for today, you also mentioned top of your mulching. Oh, yes, definitely mulching. We're going to start looking into that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sugarcane mulch is wonderful. Yep. Uh, we should also be using uh, some other products like wetter soil, saturate. That ha- helps hold the moisture in the soil. So when you are doing the um, uh, hand watering in the morning and the afternoon, at least you're giving it some help. Okay. to retain the moisture. Um, and, you know, it's time if you're um, fertilising to perhaps use some uh, on organic product like Bounce Back and it's slow release. And you you put that around your garden before you put your sugarcane mulch on. Okay, sugarcane mulch on, yep, which I do have. Do you? Yeah. Oh, that's one of the things I have taken away and remembered from being on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really wonderful. So, um, and the grass, how's the grass going? Grass is going well. Oh, I good. put that stuff on before it rained. Did you? I'm oh. still waiting to see the, the dividends, but it's work in progress. Good. Excellent. Excellent. Judy Sharp, thank you again, and we'll be back again thank you. next week. Or your Scott will be back. Well, yeah, I don't know. Can you make it four in a row? He mightn't let me out of the cupboard again. Who knows, Judy Sharper? Thank you very much. We'll speak to you again next week. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>